You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Want to know how you can visit the city that never sleeps for nearly free? Listen up as we discuss all about our favorite ways to get to New York City in our favorite hotels to book on points. Welcome to the Travel Hacky Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. Today, we are taking a bite out of the Big Apple and sharing how you can take a trip to New York City using points and miles. New York City is one of my favorite cities in the entire world. I have been there several times since I started travel hacking. One of the great things about New York City is that pretty much every airline flies there and every hotel chain has hotels there. And so no matter what type of points or miles you have, there is going to be somewhere for you to redeem them in New York City. So we can't wait to share these tips with you. Let's go. Alex, tell us about your favorite way to get to New York City. Okay, so I'm coming from Salt Lake and there are some red eyes, which I am never going to do that. So JetBlue is actually an option. They might have one that's not a red eye. I'm not quite sure, but I know they have red eyes from Salt Lake and I'm not even going to go there. So moving on, we have flown southwest to LaGuardia. There's no direct flights on southwest from Salt Lake, though. So that's been like, oh, I got the companion pass. So gonna do this, even though I don't really want to have to do a, you know, connecting flight for a trip like that. My new way that I think I'm going to be doing from now on, though, is I earlier this year opened up the Delta Platinum business card and both the personal and the business card. Once you, you know, renew your card the second year, you get a Delta companion certificate. So that is good for the continuous states. So you basically you buy one ticket, you have to pay cash for it, and then you get a companion ticket. So my plan now is if my husband and I are going to go together, which we haven't, he's actually never been there. So I would love to take him to New York City is we will do Delta. I'll book my ticket in cash, book him as my companion and, you know, basically get a two for one type deal there. And then we can have that direct flight to New York City in the daytime. So for that, we will fl- we'd fly into JFK. I actually like flying into La- LaGuardia. It's a little bit closer, but JFK is like has the direct flight from Salt Lake City. I think I did hear, though, that Delta will be having a direct flight to LaGuardia at some point. I think that's only on Saturdays or something, but that could be an option later on if you're going from Salt Lake as well. But I that's kind of my plan now as I'm going to try to use my Delta companion certificate for the next time that we go to New York City. What about you two? As you know, I don't like to use my points and miles for domestic flights unless I happen to come across something that's just really expensive. So I always travel on United Airlines because I like my elite status with them. So I pay cash and there is a great flight from direct from Denver to LaGuardia 
Ort into Newark, and you could do either, but I usually go into LaGuardia. And that is what I do. I love United Airlines because I always get Economy Plus when I book on them. And I like to have that little bit of extra room. And so I don't see myself changing the way that I travel to New York City or anywhere domestically very soon. So, Jess, how about you? How do you get to New York City? Because you, I think, have been there more than we have been. And it, too, is one of my favorite cities. You never get tired of going there. I need to count how many times I've been there, but at least six. And I have, I'm like a free agent when it comes to traveling to New York. I'll just take whatever's cheapest on points and miles. So I have flown United on miles, Delta. I actually flew Delta on miles to New York one time. I have flown Southwest and I have flown JetBlue. So all of those are options for me coming from Houston. It's nice because Houston is a major hub and New York is a major hub. So we have lots of options between the two. JetBlue has been my favorite recently. There is a nonstop flight from Houston to JFK. I do prefer flying into LaGuardia, but we got an amazing deal on JetBlue. I think it was 12000 JetBlue miles a person round trip from Houston Whoa, to JFK. So, good. so yeah, that's good. we have gotten amazing deals on JetBlue. And if you want to earn JetBlue miles, there are there's a personal and a business JetBlue card. I got the business JetBlue card last year when the welcome offer was 80,000 miles. And we've, our entire family of three has gone to New York twice now, and we still have miles left over from that one welcome offer. So that's so good. And Amex, Chase, and City all transfer to JetBlue also. But I really think those co-branded cards are good, and especially the business one, since it doesn't count towards 524. So if you ever think you're going to fly JetBlue, I think that is a good card to get. For families, they have in-flight in our like the screens on the back of the seats for all the seats. Like Alex and I were joking about how that's because JetBlue kind of reminds you of Southwest in a way. But I think it's a step above Southwest because they do have those screens on the back of every seat. So that's pretty nice when you're, I mean, that's, that's nice for everyone, but especially when you're traveling with kids, I feel like that's helpful. All right. One thing we realize is that New York doesn't have to be your final destination. We have used New York as a jumping off point for international travel. It's a great city to position to. Like if you want to go to Europe, because a lot of great deals on points and miles are out of either mostly JFK, but some are out of Newark, too. So first, we wanted to talk about some of the airport hotels that we have stayed at, because if you are just using New York as a positioning destination, then these could be a really good option for you if you're going to want to stay overnight before or after your trip. So Pam, I know I recently stayed at the TWA, at TWA Hotel at JFK, and you and Alex did also. So what were your thoughts about that one? You know, it was one of those hotels I just really wanted to stay at. I have always, I always really liked the show Mad Men, and I think, is that the 60s? And I think that kind of era, and I just kind of liked the style, and I knew that the hotel kind of had the 60s vibe. And it just had kind of this interesting vibe that I wanted to try out. So Alex and I were coming 
back from our trip from um, Switzerland. We came from Milan to New York City on Emirates First Class, which is amazing. But we got there late. And so we knew that we didn't want to go right into the city. We were going to New York City for 48 hours. And we didn't want to get right into the city that late. So we thought, this is the perfect time to stay at the TWA Hotel. So I booked it. You can't book it with points, but I booked it for a cash price of, it usually runs around $270, $300. Now you can erase it with the Capital One Purchase Eraser. So that's always something you can do is to book it with a Capital One, with Capital One Venture card and then erase those points by using a statement credit. That's always a possibility. We actually didn't do that, but it's certainly something that you can do. It's connected to JFK. You actually can just walk right over. You know, I was really impressed in some ways and a little underwhelmed in other ways. I didn't think that the rooms were as nice as I expected them to be, but they were cute and they were whimsical. And I'd say that the whole hotel is kind of whimsical. There is a one room where you can take pictures, totally this bluish room that totally gives off Mad Men vibes. There's a room that has a giant life-size twister game that you could play twister there. Rooftop pool that overlooks the runway where a person can go in the pool and just, you know, look at the runway. It was it was really cool. There's also, and we didn't go there, but I think, Jess, isn't that big plane that's out there, isn't that a bar? Yeah, it's a bar. Yeah, so we didn't we didn't go into there. I wish we'd, if we'd had more time, we probably would have gotten in there and gotten Diet Coke or something. But, it, <laughs> but it's, a, it's a real airplane yeah. that sits out there that's been made into a bar. And it's really cool. So there are some really cool things. The posters, the pictures around, very 60s vibe. I was glad I went there because I've always wanted to. It's not something that I have to go back and do again. What were your thoughts about it, Jess? Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. So we only stayed one night, but like on our way to Italy, we had around a six or seven hour layover at JFK. So we actually just went for the day and kind of just hung out. They have like a little sunken lounge restaurant. We sat there, we ate, we walked around the hotel. But then coming back from Italy, our flight the next morning, we knew we were going to have to stay overnight. And our flight the next morning left at 6.30 a.m., like departing the at 6.30 a.m. So I wanted to stay overnight just because it is so convenient that it's connected to the airport. I was like, I want to sleep as late as possible. And so we're going to stay at this hotel connected to the airport. And it's actually connected to the jet Terminal 5, which is the JetBlue terminal. And we were flying on JetBlue. And so it was even more convenient. I do think it is too expensive for what you get. I think our night there was $350 for one night. And so it was definitely a matter of paying for convenience. I do not think that the room, like the hotel is cool, but I don't think that that room was worth $350. It was a pretty just small standard room. Also, the air conditioning was out in the entire hotel the night that we stayed there. So I just didn't have the best experience, but I think, I mean, it was worth it for us since we had that such an early flight. But like, if I didn't have as early of a flight, I would not stay there again. 
So, but you have stayed at some other hotels that are near the airport, haven't you? Yes. So we have also stayed at the Hyatt Regency JFK at Resorts World. And I loved that one. Like if I'm going back and need a JFK airport hotel, I am staying at the Hyatt Regency JFK. The downside is there's not a shuttle. A lot of the New York hotel, airport hotels do not have a shuttle back and forth to them. And so and the the funny thing is it's very the hotel is very close to JFK, but it's not like a safe there's not a safe way to walk there because you have to go like on a highway for for a little bit. And so you can't take a shuttle, you can't walk. So we had to take an Uber, but it was literally like a 5-minute Uber ride. So I felt kind of silly, but we took an Uber there and it's really, really nice. Like, it's beautiful. The room was really nice. I mean, for an airport hotel, you know. I would not go to New York and, like, stay at the Hyatt Regency JFK as my destination. But for an airport hotel, it was gorgeous. It's a, it's connected to a casino, if that's your thing. We did not go to the casino. But the rooms were really nice. They have a lounge for Globalist for breakfast that was pretty good. So if I'm going to a JFK airport hotel, I'm staying at the Hyatt Regency over the TWA hotel for sure. And it is a category four. So it's 15,000 points a night, or you can use one of those category one to four free night certificates. That's good to know that it's so close because when we went to Maldives, we, our flight the next day left out of JFK at 11 a.m. So we needed to get there the night before. And I looked at the Hyatt Regency JFK at Resorts World, but I was like, I don't know how far it is. Like, I didn't want to have to worry about getting an Uber. I wanted to find something that had a shuttle. So we actually stayed at the Crown Plaza JFK because I also had an IHG free night certificate that was expiring. Mm -hmm. So we just used that, which was really nice. And that one did have a shuttle to and from the airport. Oh, nice. So that worked out really nice. I wouldn't say, oh, this was a really fantastic stay by any means, but like it served us its purpose. We got in late. We just needed a room to sleep in that was clean and a ride to the airport. So it totally served its purpose. And my free night certificate was going to be expiring soon. So that worked out really nice. But next time I will, you know, try the Hyatt Regency that you stayed at because that sounds really nice. Yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, I don't know how new it is, but it looks very new and clean inside. And like, that's my, I'm like a little bit of a germaphobe. And so I'm like, clean and bright is like my vibe. So... Yeah, I'm totally the same with you. And I feel like a lot of airport hotels are kind of dingy and run down. And so to find one that's newer, I'm all about that too. Yeah. And then for LaGuardia, so for LaGuardia, I've also stayed at the Hyatt Place Flushing LaGuardia Airport. This was a situation where we were going, we were flying to New York to stay at the Park Hyatt. But you know, like when you get in at 8 or 9 p.m., and you were like, I don't really want to use my like 35,000 Hyatt points at a night at the Park Hyatt when I'm not going to be getting to the hotel till 10 p.m. Like that feels like a waste. So we got into New York and we stayed the night at the Hyatt place by the airport. And then like the next day we went into the city to stay at the Park Hyatt. So this one is nothing to write home about. It is like it's more on the dingy side of the of the Hyatt, but it's very convenient to LaGuardia. It's only a category three. So it's 12,000 points a night. We did have there wasn't a shuttle. We had to take an Uber to get there. Yeah, more of a typical Hyatt place, but it's I mean, it's fine. You know, if you need somewhere to stay overnight, like would you do it again? 
I would stay there if I needed to. Yeah. You know, I totally agree with what you said, though, Jess. It's like, why spend a bunch of points if you're going to get in really late into New York City? I don't want to spend all my hard-earned points on a really nice hotel. And I'm only going to, you know, be there for just a couple hours and then go to bed. I am totally a- about, that's where hotel hopping comes <laughs> into play in a good way, Jess, is to get a cheap hotel for that first night and then move over to the the more luxurious state. Yeah, like the next morning, I just checked in to the Park Hyatt on the Hyatt app. And as soon as it said your hotel, your room is ready, I was like, all right, let's go. Let's get to the Park Hyatt. Let's get out of this Hyatt place. But yeah. So speaking of the Park Hyatt, I think now we're going to move on to hotels more in Manhattan, where the action is. So Alex, I know you and Pam finally stayed at the Park Hyatt New York recently. So tell me what you thought about it. Did it live up to the hype? Did I overhype it? You know what? Like... I was skeptical because, like, Jess has said that this is one of her favorite hotels. That she's in a lot of hotels. That's a really, you know, bold claim to put out there. So I was like, okay, we'll see how this is. And the hotel itself, like, you know, you're in Manhattan. So it's not going to be some sprawling, massive place. Like, you walk up and it's like, oh, there's the Park Hyatt. It's just these small doors open right up to it. But, like, once you walk in, like, just the level of service there to me was like, okay, wow, this place is nice because the workers there are so nice. They are there to assist you with whatever you need. So I really appreciated that. The rooms were very large, especially given you're in New York City where rooms are typically tiny. So that was really nice. The breakfast was very good. And thanks to Hyatt Globalist, like, that's the only way we were eating there because it was, it would have been so expensive. Like, the breakfast that I got was, like, 50 bucks, I think. Yeah. And I'm not going to pay $50 for a waffle and some juice, you know. So, <laughs> but it will say, Jess had raved about these waffles, and it was literally the best waffle I'd ever had in my life. <laughs> They're just the perfect amount of crisp on the outside, but soft in the middle. I don't know. I need their recipe. I'm like, what? how did you, how do you make these waffles? I know. Like we and we only stayed there one night. This was, you know, our quick 48 hours in New York City. And I just didn't feel like I got enough time to just relax and be in the room because we were also trying to see some of the sites. Our last day, actually, we we had planned, OK, we're going to go out and see some sites. We'll come back to the hotel. We'll be there for about two or three hours before we have to leave to the airport and just enjoy the hotel. And it was a super rainy day. Traffic was terrible. So we got like 45 minutes in the hotel including packing and getting ready to go. And I was like, I I wanted to stay longer. So I definitely will have to go back. But yeah, I mean, I would say it lived up to the hype for me. What did you think, Mom? Well, I think one of the things that you said is that the outside is not what I thought it would be. I expected it to be a whole city block. I mean, it's a park high at New York City. And so, but I wasn't taking into consideration that New York City is built straight up. And so I was kind of taken back. With, I was like, whoa, this is the Park Hyatt, New York City. But the minute we walked in, and even that is okay. But then you go up to the elevator, and it's gorgeous. It is really, really beautiful. I thought that, again, I too thought the rooms were were big. The bathroom was huge. They had 
a TV in the mirror. Alex watched, <laughs> took a bath and watched Saved by the Bell. <laughs> it was it was pretty luxurious, and I would definitely like to go back and spend some more time there. It's so funny because a couple weeks ago I was talking to my mom, and I was like, okay, we need to plan a trip, just the two of us. Where do you want to go? Like, I will help you use your points. We can go anywhere. Where do you want to go? And she was like, I really want to go to New York City. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Park Hyatt, done. We we will go to the Park Hyatt. That is easy. That I, I am up for that. And so I'm going to try and plan a trip for us to go. But it is a category. I don't think we mentioned this. It is a category eight Hyatt. And so this one is 40,000 points a night standard. If you can find off peak, you can get it for 35. But still in the world of Hyatt points, 35 points, 35,000 points a night is a lot. But the rooms are huge. Like Alex said, like I cannot believe the size of just the standard room in New York City. The other thing we like about it is there is a beautiful indoor pool, huge pool, huge hot tub, steam room, and you don't find pools in New York City hotels. Like, that is not really a thing. And so we have actually stayed there twice as a family. And Molly loves the pool. And, like, at the end of a day, walking around New York City, it's so nice to just be able to go up to the pool and relax. And she can burn off the last of her energy in the pool. I went in the hot tub. And I'm like, this is just so nice, you know, to be able to do this in the middle of Manhattan. So... I'm just a Park Hyatt, New York stan, and I always yeah. will be. You know, the other thing I love about this hotel is the location. Like, it is right by Central Park. So you can just walk to Central Park. It's close and it's close to Broadway. Like, we walked to our Broadway show that night. The location is so good. So I think, you know, it, to me, it's worth it to pay a little bit more to have a nice location, too. And I don't like being near Times Square. You know, I don't want to be like, I want to be close enough to walk to that area, but I don't want to have my hotel room in that area. And so I like that it's closer to Central Park, a little bit more removed from like the crazy packed tourist areas. So yeah, I agree with you that the location can't be beat. So Jess, you've stayed, you said like at least six times. So we know you've stayed there a few times. Where else did you stay before you became, you know, the Hyatt queen that you are today? Okay, I'm just going to go over a couple more. So there is a residence in New York, Manhattan, Midtown East. I know that is a mouthful. I will put a link to that one in the show notes so that you can find it because there are several residence inns. But we stayed at this one a few years ago. It's obviously you use Marriott points to stay there. It has complimentary breakfast, so it's it's great for families. And the standard room that we stayed in had two queens and a little kitchenette. And it was also very big by New York standards. It wasn't quite as big as the Park Hyatt, but again, it's a residence inn. You know, it's not gonna it's not gonna be quite up to Park Hyatt standards. But I was very impressed by the size of the room. Like I said, two queen beds. I looked at the Marriott availability calendar and it looked like rooms there are currently going for between 40 and 60,000 Marriott points a night. You get the fifth night free with Marriott. So if you wanted to stay five nights, you'd only pay for four. So I think that the residence in New York, Manhattan is a really, really good option for families in New York. 
Another one I have stayed at is the Hotel Indigo Lower East Side. This one was with IHG points. I actually used an IHG free night certificate to stay there. This one was definitely on the smaller side. Like the room was very small, what you would expect from New York City. But I thought the stay was fine. The hotel was really nice. The room was really nice. It was just on the smaller side. Points per night very widely here. Like when I looked yesterday at the IHG calendar, the cheapest nights were 27,000 IHG points a night. There were some for 95,000. So it is very hard to predict how many points you are going to need for an IHG stay in general in New York. So I would definitely kind of check the calendar out if you're interested in one of those and see how many points you think you're going to need. And then Pam, I think you had one that you've stayed at that you maybe wouldn't necessarily recommend. Yes, I stayed at the Grand Hyatt. I think that's, I'm assuming it's right near Grand Central Station. And I stayed there years ago. I mean, I don't even know. Maybe they've refurbished it. Maybe it's all beautiful and wonderful, but they were super tiny rooms. The lobby and everything looked great. We got up to the rooms and I was like, what? I was just so disappointed. Now it is right next to Grand Central Station. I love going into Grand Central Station. I think that it is an iconic place to walk around. There's uh, places to eat in there. It's just really a fun place to just, you know, take in and visit when you're in New York City. But it isn't a place that I'd probably ever go back to. I do have a hotel booked, though, that is the Thompson and it is, I've got that book. It is almost right across the street from the Park Hyatt. And I had a hard time trying to decide whether I should, I've heard really good things about this hotel. Again, it's in a great location. It's cost me 21K a night. And so when I get back, we'll have to compare and see what I think about it compared to the Park Hyatt. But I'm really excited about that state. So let's move on and talk about some of the things that we've done in New York City. And Jess, why don't you hit it off for us? Well, I think when you hear New York City, you often think of Broadway shows as something to do. That is one thing that I love to do. And there's actually a way to redeem your Hyatt points or earn a ton of Hyatt points just by purchasing your Broadway tickets through Hyatt. So this is a pretty new feature. It is called Hyatt Find Experiences. These are not just Broadway shows in New York. You can book, I went on the website and you can book walking tours, food tours. They had like a Central Park filming locations tour. So all of these you can book with your points or you can use your Hyatt card or any card and earn a ton of points in the process. I will say the Broadway shows that are offered through this are very limited. It was only Hamilton, The Lion King, and Wicked. But if those are one of the shows that you are interested in seeing, this is a great way to do it. We saw Wicked. My daughter loved it. So that is always a good choice. The nice thing, though, is that if you book through the the Hyatt Find Experiences, they don't have the high fees like Ticketmaster. Like you're basically, you're paying for the ticket. That's it. There's no added on fees or surcharges, anything like that. And you get free cancellation up to three days prior. And I love having that free cancellation, especially when traveling with kids, because you never know who's going to get sick, what's going to happen. And so just having that peace of mind that like, I'm spending hundreds of dollars on these tickets, but if something comes up, 
within three days, I can cancel it and get my money back is pretty huge. So anyone, if you purchase through Hyatt Find, you earn 10 points per dollar, which is crazy amount of points. If you're a World of Hyatt card member, if you have either the personal or the business card, you earn an additional four points per dollar. So we're talking 14 points per dollar on these Broadway ticket purchases. So when we went, we went and saw Wicked. I I didn't use my Hyatt points. I like to redeem those for hotels, but I purchased the tickets with my World of Hyatt card and I got 14 points per dollar. Like I think I got enough to pay for like half our Park Hyatt New York room. I got refund, you know, from the purchase. So it's a really good a thing to look into if you're going to New York and want to earn a lot of Hyatt points per dollar. That is really, really cool. And I remember you sharing about that. And I just love it because you're going to be buying the tickets to see the show anyway. So this is just like awesome. I'm buying the tickets one with, you know, all those benefits you said, like you're not paying all the fees and earning so many points. I do wish they had more shows because I looked into doing it when we went because I honestly like I would love to go to New York and see a show like every night. I love doing that. So I've, we had seen all three of those shows and I actually, I think I've, I've seen all, I've seen all three of those twice. I would see Hamilton again and Wicked again. It's been years since I've seen Wicked, I've seen Wicked, but I would love to take my kids to see Lion King. So maybe sometime, you know, hopefully they'll still have this option here and I can take my kids to go see Lion King because I think that would be so fun and it's such a nice way to earn more Hyatt points. Totally. All right, Alex, what's what's one of your favorite things to do in New York? Yes. So <laughs> I am borderline obsessed with this restaurant co- called Los Tacos. Number one, they have a few locations. I've only been to the one in Chelsea Market, but Chelsea Market is so fun. It's so cute. There's lots of different eating options there. There's shops. So, you know, if someone in your group is crazy and doesn't like tacos, they can find something else. But I would go, like, we only got to go once on our last trip because it was only 48 hours. And I was so sad that we didn't have time to go again before we left because they are the best tacos. So, yes, put that on the top of your list. And it's cheap. Like, you go to New York and sometimes things can be pricey, but you can find some really cheap eats there. And these tacos are one of them. So, there's that for you. The weird thing is, Alex, I remember we did that the last time we were in New York. And then we went this time. And I was at that. I'm not sure if I even ate there last time. But you and Casey talked on and on and on about it. So this time I ate there and I go, oh, now I see what her hype is. They were so good. The best guac. I 100% would go back and go to there to have tacos again. Yes. And I get the carne asada. They have other options, but the carne asada is my favorite. It it was amazing. Yes. So from there, you can walk. So this is like the perfect little lunch activity for me is go to Chelsea Market, get your tacos at Los Tacos, number one, and then go and walk the High Line. So the High Line is like it's a public park and it's just built on a historic freight rail line that's elevated above the streets in Manhattan. So as you're walking along, You can see the old rail lines. You can get amazing views of the city. And it's just a really cool place, like, to go and get some pictures. Uh, They've got lots of, like, vegetation and things growing along there. And it's just a really fun place to go. So that's one of my 
favorite things to do in New York City. And I that's like a must for me every visit is to get the tacos and walk the High Line. And it's free. Yeah. I love the High Line. We go there every time. And it's so fun. So what are the things that we did this time that Alex and I really, really enjoyed? In fact, that's why we we enjoyed it so much we could hardly leave to get back to our hotel to enjoy the Park Hyatt our last day was that we went to the 9-11 Memorial Museum. And this is a museum for the people that lost their lives and those that the volunteers, the people who helped save lives. Very, very emotional, very beautifully done. Alex, I don't know about you, but we probably spent about three hours there. And I could have stayed longer. I mean, you can hear the actual voices of people that are calling to their loved ones, hear about families' experiences. It was just a a riveting experience. And I think it only cost us about $37 a person or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And I would definitely buy your tickets ahead of time. We bought them ahead of time. And People that hadn't were waiting in a really long line, and we just got to skip, go go right through that line. And it was torrential rain. So thank heavens we did that, because I am not a rain girl. And so it was so nice to be able to walk right in. And they also have audio guides available. And so we purchased the audio guides. I want to say it was maybe like $10. I'm a big fan of audio guides, because you just get so much more out of the experience than just walking around and reading stuff yourself. So highly recommend getting the audio guide when you go, too. Another thing that we have done, obviously Central Park is a huge draw of New York City. I go, I will never get tired of Central Park. Every time I go to New York, I go to Central Park. The Central Park Zoo is amazing for kids. Molly, we've been three times, I think, and they have like these really cute seals right when you walk in. Molly loves them. And so we are big fans of Central Park in general. There's playgrounds everywhere like scattered all throughout the park so if you have kids and you're bringing them to new york and you want to bring them somewhere to get their energy out central park is a great place and then the central park zoo is one of our favorite activities with kids also okay so next one of my favorite things that we ever did when we went to new york city is we got tickets to the tonight show and they are really hard to get these tickets so what you'll want to do is you'll want to follow at Fallon Ticks, T-I-X, on Twitter, and they'll let you know when they're releasing tickets. And so these are tickets for the taping of the actual show. So that's super fun. We actually didn't get t- tickets to the actual show. We got tickets to his monologue rehearsal, which was still really cool. I wish we would have got him to the taping, but those were all sold out. It was still really cool. It was really, really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It's like you don't realize when you're there how small that room is where Jimmy Fallon's recording the show. So what he does is he just practices his monologue for that night and kind of you're supposed to kind of help him know if his jokes are falling flat or not. And so it was just a really cool experience because it's just a small, small group of people. And then there's, you know, your small group of people and then there's Jimmy Fallon. So it was really cool. And we were all like, oh, he's even better in real life than we thought. So I would love to do that again, but actually get tickets to the taping. It's just right there by, what is that called? By It's by Radio City Music Hall. The, the Rock. the t- Rockefeller Center. Yes. It's in Rockefeller Center, which, by the way, another thing that I love to do 
is go to the top of the rock and get views of the city there. I know a lot of people like to go to the top of the Empire State Building. I prefer to go to the top of the rock because then you can see the Empire State Building from the top. So that's another thing that we love to do. We also did went to a live show of the Live with Kelly. So that was really fun. And there's just lots of shows you can get tickets to when you're in New York City, like whatever has live audience tapings there. There's a bunch of them. You can kind of look into that and go to a live taping. And it's just really kind of fun to kind of see the behind the scenes of what it's like, you know, in these filmings of these shows. And then, of course, we always do the typical things or we we don't do them every time, but have done them like going out to the Statue of Liberty. I remember the first time I was on a boat going out there, I was just thought filled with patriotic patriotic pride. Ellis Island, I thought, was extremely interesting. And then, although just doesn't want to stay near Times Square, you cannot go to New York City and not go to Times Square. It is vibrant and alive and a fun place to be. So tons and tons of stuff to do in New York City. There's stuff that you know, so many great restaurants to eat at, uh, so many shows to see. It's just, you you know, you can't do it all in one visit, so you have to keep going back just like Jess has. All right, so let's, obviously, we always end these episodes with where we want to stay in the future if we were to go back to New York City. So, Pam, where would you want to stay the next time you go back? Well, we know I like Kimptons. I like the ISG Kimptons. I just love the boutique vibe. I found one there that looks amazing. And what I love about Kimptons is that they're all so individual. And it is called the e- Eventi Kimpton. There is also the Muse Kimpton. And although they, I think the Eventi has me more intrigued, I think I want to stay at both of them. And then, of course, I love Andaz's because of all the treats. So I'd like to stay at the Hyatt Andaz there. You know, there. I just got back from London and stayed in three different hotels over three nights. I've decided that although this is not most people's pattern, I love to check out hotels. I love to go and see the decor. I love to see if they have treats. I love to check out their breakfasts. And so I am all about hotel hopping. And so I just have to find someone who wants to likes to do that as much as I like to do that. They can come along with me to New York City and I can hotel hop to several of these. So, Alex, where is it that you would like to stay? Well, I would love to go back to the Park Hyatt and maybe just stay a couple of nights because that price tag is high. That's a lot of points to stay there. And I feel like with the Thompson Central Park just being like pretty much right across the street. I have heard amazing, amazing things about that hotel. And so for, you know, 25,000 points a night versus 40, I feel like it just makes sense to stay at the Thompson. So I think what I would do is go back to the Park Hyatt and stay like a night there and then stay, you know, two or three nights at the Thompson Central Park. So that's my plan. What about you, Jess? That So the Thompson Central Park was going to be my answer also. And it would be super easy to hotel hop there from the Park Hyatt because it's literally down the street. So I do, I think maybe when my mom and I go, I want at least two nights at the Park Hyatt though because I need that waffle more than once. So I would probably do two at the Park Hyatt and two at the Thompson is my plan. But we will see. 
Have you guys noticed how much we talk about food in our podcast and how often we're talking about that we really love this hotel because they had either treats or really good breakfasts? So this is not only a travel hacking blog. This is a podcast. This is a food podcast. Little did you know you were getting two for the price of one. So whether you're positioning to New York City on your way to another destination or you're vacationing there and taking in the sights, points and miles can help make your dream so much more affordable. Ready to learn how you can turn your travel dreams into reality for pennies on the dollar? Check out our free masterclass, How to Start Traveling for Nearly Free. We'll link it in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.